Welcome to another edition of Lombardi's Legends Podcast. With me, as always, is Dane and uh, Packers, 7-2. And and, uh, this week, we get the Indianapolis Colts in what should be a a little bit of a more challenging matchup than I think we've had uh, here in a few weeks. Uh, So certainly, this is not an opponent that I think the Packers will be taking lightly, are they, Dane? Wags, this is going to be a really good uh, and interesting matchup, I think. Uh, we're, we're playing a really good football team. I think the Colts are sneaky good. Yeah, in fact, the AFC's got some talented teams, but I think the Colts are right up there. Um, and, and it's going to sound counterintuitive, and we'll get into it here, but um, I think that Philip Rivers actually has been you know, somebody who's been, had – more of the struggles on the offensive side of the ball compared to some of the other guys. I mean, they're running backs. They throw a lot of different guys at you. Um, they've got some young wide receivers that can play some really good football. So, Wags, I'm really intrigued to see how the Packers take on the Colts. And, um, you know, this is not an opponent that we normally see an awful lot of. So I'm also very, very curious to see how these two uh, coaches, both relatively new to the NFL head coaching ranks, um, match up against each other because I would argue that both of them are some of the more up-and-coming coaches in the NFL. So matchups across the board, this is going to be a hell of a game to watch. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, traditionally or in the past when we have matched up with the Colts, it's been the offenses that have uh, been the story. Uh, but I think this is the Colts team that it's really their defense uh, that you really want to pay attention to. Uh, their offense can certainly do some damage. Um, uh, Philip Rivers, uh, we haven't faced him a lot, but when we've talked about him in the past, he's another one of those quarterbacks. He's a lot, he reminds me a lot of uh, Matthew Stafford, who we see mm-hmm. quite a bit in the division, can be very hot and cold. Um, I think Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Philip Rivers at this stage of their career, uh, but it's certainly not a guy that you want to allow to get in a rhythm um, and get comfortable. Uh, we've talked a lot about that this season, so I think that's going to be a theme of this week's preview as well. Yeah, I mean, Wags, if I'm not mistaken, I'm 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 going back in the time machine here to when Philip Rivers was with the Chargers, but did he not throw for like 500 yards against the Packers? I think that uh the Packers ended up beating Philip Rivers, but if I if I don't recall uh correctly here, if I remember the Packers had a heck of a matchup. I think this is back in like 2015 or so, and it was just like it was a toe-to-toe slog fest against Rivers. And and I don't put anything past him, but even at this point in his career, I agree he's not the same guy he was. He's been a little uneven, but I do think he presents a challenge because he does have a lot of those short passes. Um, so I think it's going to be incredibly important that the Packers get a pass rush on Sunday. But it's also important that our defensive backs are tuned. Up, I think that we're really going to need to play some press coverage. I think we're going to need to put um, these receivers on notice that the Packers are going to enforce some stuff, uh, and 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 you know that's to be seen. I think that uh, we're we're really going to have to put out a good performance. Otherwise, the dink and dunk of Philip Rivers is going to come out, and you and I are going to be pulling our hair out. Yeah, absolutely. One of the other factors I think, just looking at the, you know at a higher level, is uh, this Colts has team has a really good special teams unit. We yeah. saw how much the Packers struggled last week against the Jaguars. So 
they're going to have to be much, much better this week. Uh, that's one of those things. The Colts have a very good uh, defense, particularly against the pass. And they're strong in special teams. Uh, so those are two areas that the Packers, I think, are, are you know, obviously excellent in the pass offense, particularly not to get ahead of myself, but if we get Alan Lazard back this week. Uh, so that's going to be a battle going both ways. Uh, but uh, special teams, I, I think our specialists are really solid. Um, it's our coverage that I'm slightly concerned about going into this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Well, Legs, let's let's talk a little bit about this Colts offense and this Packers defense and, and you know, maybe talk about the injury report as well for the Packers. I think that something that really stood out to me, and this is brand new knowledge, I'm looking six minutes ago, the Packers will have both starting cornerbacks against Philip Rivers and the Colts, according to Packers Wire. Yeah. Uh, that's we, music to my ears, man. Absolutely, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, we aren't 100% healthy, but we're never going to be at this point of the season. I think this is as healthy as this Packers team has been uh, since maybe even week one. So this is exciting. Um, I mean, they're not even on the injury report, and we're talking about Kevin King and Jair Alexander. Uh, so, uh, And then, obviously, Kirko came out healthy uh, at the end of last week, so he should be good to go. It uh, looks like Kamal Martin's uh, good to go. Um, you know, our defensive line looks like it's, it's pretty healthy. Um, aside from, uh, you know, um, Adams, uh, who looks like he's going to be out this week. Uh, he didn't practice all week and is listed as doubtful. But he's really the only one, Montrevious Adams, um, and he's not a starter. So um, I, I think we're in really good shape going into this week with this defense. Yeah, and that excites me a heck of a lot because, I mean, uh, you know, as mentioned, I think these receivers, some of these short routes, some of the things that they like to do uh, with, with Phillip Rivers, um, man, Jair Alexander and Kevin King sure make a difference, right? I mean, either one of those guys do. We didn't have either of them last week, but I think that they're really going to be able to play some press coverage. Uh, I know that T.Y. Hilton and uh, is uh, is back and healthy. Michael Pittman wags, young wide receiver out of USC. He looks like the real deal. He looks like he's about to break out, so he's somebody that I'm really going to be paying attention to. Uh, and then, of course, Zach Pascal has, has made a little bit of a dent as well at the wide receiver position. So um kind of curious, uh, Legs, as you look at this offense of the Colts, um, where do you think that they can hurt the Packers, and where do you think that the Packers are really going to be paying the most attention, or what do you think that the Packers are going to be trying to take away the most? Yeah, in some ways, this Packers defense matches up pretty well uh, against this Colts offense because they're not very good running the football, uh, at least so far this year. And hopefully this isn't the week where that changes. But they haven't been efficient running the ball. They're one of the worst uh, teams in terms of efficiency. And uh, surprisingly, even with a guy that a lot of folks in the Wisconsin area are going to be very familiar with uh, in Jonathan Taylor, uh, have not been explosive in the run game. In fact, they, they, I, it looks like their longest run of the year, Dane, is 22 yards. Wow. They, so they, they have the least uh, number of, of runs over 20 yards in the league by a long shot. Uh, they've really struggled to uh, open this thing up. So we've got to hope that this isn't the week that that starts to happen. Um, certainly, if the Packers are able to be solid and continue to, uh, uh, you know, hold a, a Colts offensive uh, rushing attack in check as most of the rest of their opponents have been able to, that's going to be able to play into their strength. One of the other things that's uh, uh, something to keep an eye on is 
surprisingly, uh, Philip Rivers, you know, not the most mobile guy. Um, and in his years in uh, San Diego and then when they moved to L.A., uh, he, he got sacked quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's been protected better than any quarterback in the league this year. So on the flip side, the Packers have had some games where they haven't been able to necessarily get the amount of pressure you'd like to see uh, with that uh, defensive line and, and uh, the outside linebacker edge group. So this is going to be a big key, I think, this week because uh, Phillip Rivers, we need to be able to make him uh, move around at least a little bit and uh, get some pressure opportunistically. So hopefully what we saw – uh, at the end of that Jaguars game is, is what we can see throughout this game because uh, if Philip Rivers is able to stand upright and start to pick us apart a little bit, even with a healthy secondary group, that's going to make this defensive job uh, quite a bit more difficult. No doubt about it. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. The end of that game, it, it wags, it was like the sun started shining through the clouds. Rashawn Gary gets through sacks the quarterback i'm like that's what i'm talking about that's our guy and then next play preston smith does the same thing and i get giddy right obviously the packers close out a game that we were supposed to win handily we made it harder than we needed to but two guys that we really wanted to see perform in very very key moments were able to break through and uh, and bring the pressure i mean i think that we noticed um, after the game, Preston Smith on Instagram even was posting about Austin Powers getting his groove back. Um, it, it, so, I mean, clearly it's been weighing on him, but do you think that that means that there might be some more good things to come? Because I'll tell you what, if the Smiths can get going and Rashawn Gary can get going, this Packer defense goes from ho-hum middle of the pack to very dangerous very quickly. Yeah, I, you know, it's an interesting question. I, I don't know if momentum is a thing from game to game. It's a new team, new game, new opponent. Um, I I think, really, they just need to make sure that they're getting better in practice every day. Um, Hopefully they've got a a really good scouting report this week and they're ready to go. It's all on the preparation and uh, and just bringing that energy. Uh, Coach LaFleur said he was, after the game, uh, he was really disappointed by the energy with the team, and then he backed off that a little bit on Monday in his press conference. So um, I don't know what that was all about. But in any event, uh, you know, certainly I think it's it's got their attention and they understand that they're going to have to uh, really play uh, with, a, with a lot of energy and, and, and smartly, too, because it's not just about uh, trying to, you know, out-hustle the other guy at this level. Um, they, they've got to, you know, make sure that they're working together, um, that they've got the right calls, the right reads, um, all of those good things to uh, ensure that they can be successful play in and play out. Yeah, it's great stuff, Wags. It's great stuff. Uh, did you? Um, how do you think the defensive line matches up? I mean, I'm just kind of looking across the board at paper. I candidly, I've I've watched a little bit of Colts football this year. I, I've followed. I've watched as many highlights as I can as well, and take where possible. Um, mention the offensive line from a pressure perspective, but also running the ball. I mean, is this a week where do you think that the Colts first thing and first and foremost, I guess, um, try to run the ball or what do you think that their, uh, 
their strategy is going to be against the Packers because I think that we're still waiting for Kenny Clark to like really turn it on this year. He, he's uh, you know dealt with some injuries. I, I got to think that he's feeling better and better. We've had some nice play. I, I mean, Kiki Kingsley Kiki's played really nice football this year. Um, but do you think that the Colts are going to come into this game run first, pass first? I, I, how do you see their strategy this week? Uh, that's a good question. You know, they've been really balanced uh, for the year. Um, they do run the ball quite a bit. As I yeah. said, they just haven't been terribly efficient in it. Um, so, I, you know, that's that's the weak point of this Packers defense. You know, there's no bones about it. So if you're the Colts, you're going to continue to try to run the ball. They've been trying to run the ball on everyone. Um, so they're going to look at it and say, this is the week we got to get this going. Uh, to t- talk about the... Colts offensive line. I, I mean, I think they've got some some pretty talented players up front. So I'm not sure exactly why they haven't gotten it going. I, I just to be honest, I, I haven't paid close enough attention to them to know if they had any injuries that kept any of these guys out. Um, you know, in, in, in any games, if there's been any continuity. I do know um, Jack Doyle, their tight end, um, was out last week uh, with a concussion. He looks like he can be back this week. Uh, so certainly he's an experienced guy that um, can can help with the, the, the run blocking as well, as well as as a receiver in the past game. Um, Anthony Costanzo is, I think, at their left tackle, uh, a guy that's one of uh, traditionally been uh, known as one of the top left tackles in the league. And I think uh, even your average uh, Packer fan out there is probably familiar with, with him and, and his name. Um, you know, Braden Smith, uh, their right tackle has been a pretty solid player in this league. So, you know, these, this is a unit that just a couple of seasons ago was hailed as maybe the best, um, run blocking offensive line in the league. So, you know, I think they've got the, the, the guys and, and it's the same coaching staff for the most part. Um, so the Packers are going to have to mind their P's and Q's and be ready to stop the run. We saw last week, it doesn't matter what what the uh, uh, team comes in on on paper. Uh, the Jaguars were one of the worst, um, you know, on paper in terms of uh, defense, both in the pass and run game uh, and offensively. And uh, they, they, they basically were able to shut the Packers' offense uh, down for the most part, aside from a couple of plays and a couple of drives. So, um, you know, they're going to have to be ready to go. I think this um, Colts offensive line, uh, you see what they do in the pass game. Very, like I said, clearly very talented, um, and uh, this defense is going to have to be ready to go uh, attack uh, the gaps and, and, and really be um, you know, paying attention to uh, what they're trying to do from a down-and-distance situation as well. Good point. That's really good insight. I, is there anything else on this side of the ball that you think we're missing here today? I, I think that uh, you know, I think that that's a really good uh, coverage of, of kind of what these Colts teams looking to do offensively. Yeah, I guess maybe I should ask you. What do you know? You look at this Colts wide receiver position. Um, you know, I think uh, certainly T.Y. Hilton been around a long, long time. Uh, he, he's on the second half of his career, clearly. I think Zach Pascal, uh, he's been a little up and down, but, uh, has some potential. You know, I, I've watched him a little bit and, uh, he's certainly someone that can, can really hurt you, um, uh, particularly on, on some of the, uh, short yardage passing. So I, I'd be curious what your scouting report is on this, this wide receiver position and this running back group because 
um, we talked a lot about the guys up front, but let's talk a little about a little bit about these skill position players. Yeah, Wags, I think that um, Michael Pittman's the guy who really stands out uh, to me on the wide receiver position. He's a big kid. I mean, he's a six foot four guy who I think is going to have. He has a bright future in the league, clearly. Um, but I mean, be on the lookout for him. I mean, he hasn't had a ton of like splash plays yet, but using that big body, he's had some injuries as well. But I think that when he's been out on the field, he's looked really fluid. He looks um, really smooth. He seems like the kind of guy that Kevin King's going to keep his eye on uh, more often than not if the Packers are able to match up with them. Obviously, T.Y. Hilton is um, he's had a heck of a career, um, but but uh, I, I do think that he's kind of on the back end of his career. I, I, I think that uh, the Packers, if we can take away some of those short yardage passes, some of those slants. Uh, some of those kind of bubble screens, some of the stuff that these Colts team really likes to do, and make Philip Rivers drop back and and you know really put the ball downfield. I think that's where we're going to have our most success. Uh, I do look at the running back position. Uh, I thought Jonathan Taylor was going to have a better season than he's having, uh, and I'm just going to be completely upfront with you on that. Um, you know, obviously a Wisconsin guy. Uh, but I thought that he was going to have a better year. And right now it's kind of a three-headed monster uh, there in Indianapolis. You've got uh, uh, you've got Hines there, but you've also got Jordan Wilkins. Uh, so, you know, they throw different guys at you in different situations. But at the same time, I do think that that's a bit of a tell. Um, you know, I see Wilkins back there and some of these passing down. Same with Hines. Uh, Jonathan Taylor has not had as many catches. I think that was a drawback of, for him coming out of college. So if you're a Packer fan and you start to see Hines and Wilkins in the backfield more, I'm starting to think it's going to be a throw. I'm starting to think there's going to be some pass pro. And if I see that and I think that, then I know that that's a tell for Coach Petten. So I think that's something to keep an eye on as well. Um, but with this offensive line, I do have some concern uh, against our, our our defense here uh, that they are able to get something going running the ball. But if we are able to take that away, I would really like to put this game wags in Philip Rivers' hands. Um, I, I think five six years ago, that sounds kind of crazy to say that, but at this stage in his career, if Philip Rivers has to ball, throw the ball thirty times or twenty five times. I'm really, really feeling good about this game. That means it's flowing the way we need it to flow to win the game. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I definitely agree, and that's that's a, some some great insight on I think what we're going to see uh, from this offense. So let's uh, switch over to the defensive side uh, for the Colts and the Packers offense. And Dane, I already mentioned that the Colts are, have a very stout uh, pass defense, uh, yeah. but they're really good up front in the rush defense as well. Uh, in fact, um, they're they're one of the top three defenses in the league in terms of uh, yards per carry uh, in the rush defense. Um, they the longest they I mentioned they the longest run they've gotten offensively is 22 yards. The longest run they've given up defensively is 25 yards. Uh, wow. So this this is a, a defense that uh, certainly uh, is efficient in the run defense, but also has done an excellent job of limiting big, big plays both in the rush and the pass defense. So um, for a Packers offense that really struggled, I thought, uh, in in pretty much every phase uh, last week against ja- uh, a Jacksonville defense that nobody was writing home about, uh, what do they need to do to get it back on track this week against a, a really, really solid Colts defense? 
they are a solid defense. I think one thing that we need to make note of up front is that Danico Autry, uh, their defensive end, who is actually their sack leader, uh, he's been incredibly disruptive on that defensive line for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he just uh, this afternoon was placed on the COVID list. Um, so there's a potential that that young man is not going to be playing on Sunday. Um, so I was, even still, I mean, Justin Houston has had a heck of a career. He talked about a guy who can get after it. DeForest Buckner as well. I mean, Wags, you look at that defensive line, you can see the investment that uh, the Colts front office has made to bring these guys in, right? I mean, these are big-name guys. These are guys that they've used draft capital to trade and go ahead and get some of these guys. Um, and then, I mean, I look across the board. Darius Leonard is one of the better linebackers in this league uh, at the outside linebacker position. He's just a sure tackler. He's physical. He's fast. Uh, it's really hard to... Um, go side to side uh, against this kind of defense when they should, they're able to display the speed uh, that they have here. And, and I will say one thing that I think they're very apt at doing here in Indianapolis, and that is their tackling ability. They are sure tacklers. You mentioned that they uh, no opposing offense has been able to get more than 25 yards against this Indianapolis Colts defense. Uh, part of the reason for that is they just – they're sound. They don't miss tackles. They get in there. They're aggressive up front. Um, you know, they, they, they're they disruptive um, as needed. I think they show uh, blitz sometimes and they drop back into coverage. They're just, they're fast. They're aggressive. They're all over the field. So, um, Wags, I think that this week is going to be a true litmus test for this Packers offense because, um, you know, going into previously, uh, prior to last week, for the most part, it's been um, the headlines have been how good the Packers' offense has been. Are they in a lead offense? They're this good. They've got weapons X, Y, and Z. Um, this week, going against a defense that can can stop the run but can also rush the passer and play pretty sound defense across the board, um, you know, it, it's going to be a very, very fascinating test. Now, the Packers, it's looking more and more likely that Devontae Adams is trending to playing. Alan Lazard off the IR. He's going to be playing. So we've got our reinforcements. We're going to have for, you know, really the most weapons we've had since the first few weeks of the season. Um, so really it's going to be our offense versus a very good defense. And I'm so excited to watch this one because um, the legs, I mean, like throw the records out. They're both good teams, but throw the records out. It's just going to be good football. I think it's going to be good defense, good offense, teams that don't play sloppy on either side of the ball very often hopefully not a lot of flags, and I think it's just going to be good, aggressive, fun offense and defense. But I think that the Packers, uh, overall, if uh, Coach LaFleur is able to game plan against this defense, I see weaknesses. Uh, I think Devontae Adams in particular could have a very, very nice Sunday. Yeah, and I think one of the things you got to look at when we look at the uh, you know the numbers on paper is who the Colts played. And I will say yeah. that, uh, the Packers pass offense, I think, uh, poses perhaps their, their most difficult challenge that they've yeah. had all season. Um, and, and I get it. Um, you know, there's other teams out there that can move the ball through the air, but, uh, I think the, the biggest key to me this week is how are the Packers able to, uh, you know, uh, be efficient from a vertical 
uh, pass game. So that doesn't necessarily mean, but it would be great to see another long touchdown from MBS. But I really think this is a week we've got to see Bob Tunyon uh, stretch the middle of this Colts defense vertically, um, as well as along the sideline. Uh, that's that's where he's been able to carve out a little bit of a niche for himself. Um, so I'm looking for him to be a key factor and, and a, a, a big part of this Packers game plan uh, this week on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then I'll be really curious to see how involved uh, a guy like Alan Lazard might be. I thought he was going to be activated last week. Uh, now, <laughs> this week, we're thinking he's going to be activated, but I'm weirdly less certain that he will be. Um, it might not be until early next week. So we'll have to see if he's activated. I don't know how involved he'll be. Uh, but I think Devontae uh, is due for a big bounce back game. Um, he might see a lot of an old bow and Xavier Rhodes lined up across from him. Mm-hmm. But I think Devontae uh, can stretch uh, this Colts defense a little bit in that 15 to 25 yard range uh, and really do some damage there. I think he's going to uh, be uh, really keyed in this week as well. Um, and and so, to me, that's the biggest factor because now you can get Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams uh, involved, maybe not just as runners, but in short yardage passing. And those can be de facto running plays. Uh, so that's going to be something that I think is going to be incumbent uh, for the Packers offense to be successful, is this Colts defense can't be pressing up to the line of scrimmage just because they've done such a good job of limiting those big plays, both in the, the rush uh, and in the um, uh, pass defense so far this year. Oh, man, that's super good insight. Um, I, I, I love that. I mean, I, um, I I really think that you're you're spot on there, Wags. And I, I'm really excited to watch that Xavier Rhodes uh, matchup. I, I love that you, uh, you mentioned that. So Xavier Rhodes, obviously a former Minnesota Viking, um, and then it looks like Traymond Smith, a former Packer punt returner for a few weeks last season, is actually uh, on this roster as well. Uh, but, Wags, looking at Xavier Rhodes, I mean, I we've watched that guy play football for a heck of a long time. I mean, he I feel like he's been in the league forever. He's, uh, he's listed as 30 years old. I think he's about 65. Because uh, he's play, I feel like I've watched him play forever. But um, do, do you expect him to match up solely with Devontae Adams, or, or do you see this Colts defense um, uh, kind of playing man up, so to speak, and and, and maybe just uh, playing whoever's in front of them? That's a great question. I, I really don't know. I, I, I find that to be probably not very likely because the Packers have done a really nice job of. of playing different groupings and moving Devontae around quite a bit. Um, he's not, you know, someone that necessarily just uh, goes out and uh, lines up, uh, you know, uh, on the right side of the field uh, or is out wide, split out wide uh, all the time. I mean, they'll put him in motion. They'll even put him in the slot. So I think they're going to have to, you know, try to uh, play that chess game. Uh, the Colts will certainly be wanting to try to get – uh, it matchups to their advantage and vice versa. That's all, that's all part of the, uh, 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 fun of watching a big time matchup like this. I think we've got two really good coaching staffs, um, that are going to be, you know, um, really trying to try to win, uh, those, uh, pre-snap battles, 
and certainly Aaron Rodgers uh, is a master of that as well. I um, mean, he's he and Devontae uh, can can kind of just uh, look at each other and and they're looking at the defense and they're seeing the same thing too. Um, not even really have to say anything, and and I think they can uh, make that same read and, and make a play as well. Um, Dane, I, I don't want to come back to this, but um, can I just read off who the Colts have played this year? Because I think it's Please. worth it. Yeah. Uh, so their opponents, and I'm not belittling opponents, but just think about traditionally the offenses that they face. The Jaguars, the Vikings, Jets, Bears, Browns, Bengals, and Lions, and Ravens. Um, and then last week they really handled the Titans. We have a really good offense, but not the best pass offense. So um, I think <laughs> when you look at that list of opponents, there's there's no one uh, that you would say is a top, probably even a top half of the league offense. So um, I, I don't want to take anything away uh, from this Colts defense, but it's going to be interesting to see. This is kind of a are-they-for-real game, I think, for this Colts defense. Uh, and this is coming off of a week where the Packers' offense may have had arguably uh, one of their worst performances of the season. I would just say based on who they were playing, um, they just were not very efficient. They had a couple scoring drives and one long pass play. Taking nothing away from them, those all count. Um, it just was not a very efficient or crisp game for this Packers offense. So I think they're going to be ready uh, and prepared, and, and I think they're going to be uh, giving their best effort this week. I think you're right. Um, I think I think you're absolutely right. And, I, and I'm curious, um, how do you see Aaron Jones fitting into all of this? I mean, we've talked a bit about Devontae. We've talked about the pass offense. We've talked broadly about the, the rushing uh, here uh, attack and how good the Colts are against it. But um, Aaron Jones didn't think he necessarily had the best week of his career last week. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious, do you think the Packers are going to be able to get him going and get him mixed in this week? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. What do you think? I I must feel like they might try to get more touches for for Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in the pass game, uh, I, and I'm I'm sure they want to get this run game going too. Uh, they're not going to just come into this week and say, "Well, the Colts' run defense is one of the top in the league. We haven't done that well, so we're just not going to try." Uh, that's not going to happen at all. They're certainly going to, I think, try to give him the touches. I, I will say Coach LaFleur, in both of his press conferences early in the week, um, on Monday and Wednesday, talked about Aaron Jones specifically and how they need to make sure that uh, they, as an offensive coaching staff, are game planning to get these guys the touches they need. Um, and it's, it's not to force them the ball, but um, just be prepared in lieu of the fact that Devontae was heavily game planned for last week went down for a short period, um, you know, and maybe didn't have his best game. They they just need to make sure that they've got all of their uh, best guys um, game planned and, and, and that they've got all of their options uh, ready to go. So I, I guess that's kind of a giant non-answer. Um, Dane, I think the number of touches might go up a little bit. I would expect that they might get a few more looks in the pass game. But I'd be curious, what, what do you think about that? I'd like to think that, too. I mean, I, I was really hoping last week when I was watching that game, I I actually thought the Packers' offense was, you know, I you and I have watched every single snap of Matt LaFleur's tenure here, and um, I think that largely LaFleur has been an absolute, um, like, perfect match for what the Packers' personnel and, and what we do here, and couldn't really be higher on Coach LaFleur, but... 
I thought that this past week was probably one of the poorer offensive game plans that I had seen. It just, um, I thought it was pretty predictable when we were going to run the ball. Um, I was hoping Aaron Jones would get a couple more touches. It just didn't seem all that creative. A lot, uh, I I was looking to attack downfield an awful lot more than the Packers offense seemed to be willing to do um, in certain spots. And, uh, you know, it all goes back to um, how uh, predictive uh, or, you know, or how, how will, well will the Colts be able to predict this Packers offense? And I, I'm just hopeful that we're able to mix in our running game a little bit better. It seemed like an awful lot of second and longs. We were running the ball last week and that drove me absolutely crazy. Um, this week, um, you know, I, I look at Julian Blackman, the, the safety. Uh, he's a rookie third round pick for the Colts. Uh, he's had a really nice season, I think, uh, after Hooker went down with his uh, Achilles injury. Uh, I'd like to see the Packers attack downfield against a safety. However, um, I'd like to just, uh, you know, if we can maybe um, uh, the pass can open up the run a little bit this week as well. And I just, I really want to see Aaron Jones get going a little bit more, an extra four or five touches from the previous week. And I know it's hard to do when he's getting stopped and we're not able to, um, you know, take care of business. But I do think this week it's going to be important for us to set up the run. And um, and I love Jamal Williams as much as anyone. Uh, but uh, maybe a couple less carries there and a couple more towards Aaron Jones because I do think he's the most explosive back uh, out of the running backs we have in the backfield. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Dean. And let's be honest, I think this Packers offensive line can protect Aaron Rodgers and talk about keeping unpredictability. Um, Let's throw the ball on first, second, and third down. Uh, You know, I I mean, that's fine to do that, I think, once in a while. Let's give Let's give Aaron Rodgers as many opportunities to be successful. And, and I completely agree with you. I think we're on the same page there. Um, I, I, I know they're not going to punt on trying to run the ball, uh, but it might be uh, a little bit more pass heavy to start off with. I, I love your, your call on that, the pass to open up the run. Um, and heck, maybe it's just the pass to keep on passing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm are, with you. If yeah. things are humming um, and, and Aaron's really uh, feeling it, that would be uh, certainly not a bad way to go. Um, I, I get that in normal circumstances, uh, this isn't the type of offense that anymore that you want Aaron Rodgers going back to pass 45 times um, every week. But I think he can do it here and there. And, and based on the matchup, this might be a week where he throws the ball close to 40 times. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um Anything else on this offensive side of the ball legs uh, as we're as we're kind of starting to um, you know trend towards the end of this pod? Uh, no, I don't think so. I know I mentioned Bob Tunyon. I, I think um, I'll be interested to see you know uh, what this offensive line uh, does this week. Um, I, we're talking a lot about how they might throw more, um, but um, I think there's a lot of. of, of Pride and, and uh, these guys really, really consider themselves to be the best unit in the league, um, and I think they're going to want to bounce back in a big way. So I, I think it's going to be incumbent uh, on both the offensive and defensive line um, to win in the trenches this week. Uh, it's going to be a tough matchup uh, for both units, uh, so they're going to have to be ready to go. And I think, um, you know, it, it, you can say that every week. I get it, so that might be a little bit cliche, but um, I think this is uh, two uh, teams that have uh, some excellent offensive and defensive lines, uh, and I think uh, whoever wins those battles 
uh, will really, really tilt the edge in their favor. Yeah, I mean, these are two teams that at this point in the in the season, and I mean, we're we're getting there, right? I, I think that the, these two teams have Super Bowl aspirations. I really do. So uh, I couldn't agree any more with you. I think that we're we're watching two very very solid football teams. I I'd argue neither one of these teams are the the flashy or the sexy pick right now. Uh, if you, if you talk to you know the average fan or if you talk to um, you know some of these uh, national pundits. But they're two teams that seem to get the job done and just win a lot of football games. So, um, Wags, as we uh, trend this way, I guess uh, I'm wondering, do we want to do some X-Factors? Do we want to do the, uh, the prediction? I mean, is it that time already? These podcasts go so fast. I think it is. I think <laughs> it is. And you know what? I, I offer every week, but I'm just going to insist. Lead us off this week so that I don't steal any of your X factors. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll start on defense. Uh, he's going to be my X factor again this week. Rashawn Gary. Uh, I, I think that I, I'm. You know, I like Gary. I, I liked him when we drafted him. I'm. I'm I like him. I, I think that he's. Um, a guy who's picking up steam. I think he's battling through the, the um, lower body injury that he had earlier this season. I love his motor. I watch him play. Um, he seems to just be disruptive at times. He gets in there, man. He just he muddies the pocket, and I think that Philip Rivers muddy pocket. Uh, he's trying to do these short passes, and you know Rashawn's getting his hands up in the air. Uh, he's coming around the edge. I just like what he's going to be able to do this week. I expect Rashawn Gary to build off of last week. Uh, I'd like to see him get another sack. Uh, hell, I'd like to see him get a strip sack and, and force a turnover. I think that Gary can do that this week. So Rashawn Gary's my defensive X factor this week. I love it. I love it. Well, I'll stick on the defensive side of the ball. Last time I predicted this guy as a defensive X factor, I was spot on. Uh, he made me look good. I'm going to go with Andon Sullivan. I think uh, he's going to have an opportunity yes. to fly back in that nickel position. I think he's going to get another interception this week. Um, he's going to have an opportunity to get his hands on the football. He's been playing some great football again this season, uh, and I just think that Phillip Rivers uh, will give us at least one opportunity, uh, and I'm just going to go ahead and predict that it's Shannon Sullivan that's going to have the opportunity uh, to get that big interception uh, and be an X-factor again Oh, great. I love it, Wags. I, I, and I hope you're right, man. I, I, I think that that's a, that's an exciting pick and, and Sullivan's having such a nice season. So that's so good. Um, you are so nice to let me go first on the defensive side of the ball. I gotta ask, do you want to go first on the offensive side of the ball? No, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, just allow you to go first on both of them because I'm, right. confident, I'm confident that my X factor is not who you're going to choose. Well, it's funny you say that because I agree. I think mine is not who you're going to choose. Um, <laughs> right? If we choose the same one, I promise you, uh, listeners, we did not plan this. Um, so um, with Tyler Irvin out of the game this week, he's already been ruled out, Wags. Um, I think one of the things that the Packers really do like to do is they like to, uh, you know, run somebody in motion, uh, play a lot around with the misdirection. 
Uh, with Irvin out, I think that they're going to replace him with uh, uh, our pal Malik Taylor. And Malik Taylor, wide receiver, is going to be my X factor this week. Uh, earlier this season, he had a, a touchdown. He's had a couple catches this year. I think he's going to slot into that Tyler Irvin role this week. Um, he's going to, you know, help return kicks. He's going to do a couple different things. But I actually think Malik Taylor is going to get worked in the offense. Um, listen, I'm not saying 100 yards from Malik Taylor, but I'm saying about 25, 30. 40 yards, I think he's going to move the chains once or twice. Um, Malik Taylor is going to have a mini breakout this week, uh, but in a game where we're probably going to be looking a lot at Devontae Adams and at Aaron Jones and some of the bigger, more well-known names, I think somebody who's going to slide under the radar but be very helpful this week is Malik Taylor. So, Wags, Malik Taylor, number 86, my X Factor this week. I love it. I love it. You're right. Not who I was going to pick. Um, <laughs> And I'm going to the well for someone that you picked as an X-Factor multiple times, I believe, uh, for some of the same logic, although not the exact same logic because they're a different position. Um, John Lovett out for the year. This is a yeah. Colts defense that we know uh, is uh, really stout against the run. Um, uh, with Irvin out, uh, they need to have some some more motion. And I am going to go with Jay Sternberger. I think he's going to be yeah. lined up at the backfield. I think he's going to be lined up at H-back. Um, I think they're going to move them around both sides. They're going to be sliding them around in motion. I, I don't think we're going to see any end around for Jace Turnberger, but I think he's going to be very involved and get some extra snaps this week, uh, both as a blocker. Uh, and then I think they're going to be able to play off of that with some packages uh, and particularly maybe some short yardage uh, or goal line packages. And I'm going to predict that Jace Turnberger comes up with a big catch or two, whether that's for a big first down uh, in a third down situation uh, where we've struggled in some third and short situations, or if he comes up with a touchdown again this week. Uh, so I'm going to go with Jay Sternberger as my offensive X factor this week. Yes, Wags, I love it. I want to see it. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You're, you're um, jealous of my X factor, aren't you? I am. I'm, I'm. 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 I'm green with envy right now. Looking. I want Sternberger, man. He's the man. Um, well, so, I like to go first this week, so you can't complain about. I'm, I'm not complaining. You know, I'm, I'm feeling good about my pick. I, I. You. You've really convinced me that it's probably going to be Sternberger. But I got to tell you, Malik Taylor. I. I just. I have a gut feeling. So. Let's, so we'll see. Let's be honest. We'll. We'll both be thrilled if either one of us is right. <laughs> we're, we're. We're. We're not. We're not uh, petty here on the body. No doubt. As long as uh, as long as our guys come through and make us look good, we're happy either way. Uh, and as long as the Packers keep putting wins on that left hand column, uh, you know, we'll, we'll even be wrong. <laughs> yeah. that's good. So, Dan, I think it's prediction time. Um, once yeah. again, I think I'm going to let you go first again this week. Okay. Um, you know what? I, I have it written down here. I, I've been doing some thinking about it. Um, it's going to be a tight game. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think it's going to come down to the last uh, last bit here. Um, I think the Packers actually have some success offensively again this week. Um, the Colts do too. Um, you know, I think the Colts might have some special teams action in there. But to your point, I actually think the Packers defense is bound to create some some kind of uh, some kind of uh, points or some short fields uh, tilt the field in our direction this week. So. Um, when it's all said and done, Packers are going to put up 30 points. The Colts are going to put up 27 points. And um, dare I say, I think this might come down to a Mason Crosby kick 
late in the game. Uh, he's going to have to swing that leg. And then I think the Colts are going to have opportunity with about a minute and a half left. And I think that uh, our boy Rashawn Gary is going to come through, bring down Phillip Rivers, game over. Packers 30, uh, the Colts 27. The Packers win another, and uh, and we just uh, keep trending towards winning that NFC North title. <laughs> I love that you narrated that really well. <laughs> how you tied your X Factor in? Because <laughs> he's my X Factor, Wiggs. Come on, it was brilliant. No, I'm giving you a lot of credit. I'm actually giving you a ton of credit. Um, I didn't do quite as well, I think, on the narration, but I'll, I'll, I don't know how I follow that, but I'll give it a shot. Um, I am, I am with you. Um, you know, this was dangerously close. I, Dame listeners, I, I, I feel guilty, but I've got to be completely honest. This was almost, almost the first time I've ever predicted the Packers to lose on the money. Wow. It's wow. not going to happen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Push comes to shove. Aaron Rodgers versus Philip Rivers. I just can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I'm going to go, go with Aaron Rodgers in that matchup every time. Um, and I do think that the Packers have some good matchup uh, opportunities here. Um, certainly, uh, the Colts pose some, some uh, matchup difficulties in a number of areas. Uh, so I think this is going to be a battle as well. Um, and if I could have picked Mason Crosby as an X factor, I may have. Uh, I, too, agree that I think he's going to have a big role this week, not necessarily with the game-winning kick, although that could be based on the margin, but by nature of the fact that I'm predicting that he boots four field goals and three a couple extra points for us, um, my prediction, Dane, Packers hang on 26-24, and it's four Mason Crosby field goals that uh, come through and give us that slight two-point margin of victory. Um, and uh, the Packers escape Indy and get to eight and two after this week. Wow, Wags, you're telling me that I'm going to be uh, extra uh, prickly and uh, and uh, and uh, clammy this week because I think both of us predicted a close score here. Um, man, I, I I hope you're right. I hope one of us is right. I just we got to find a way to win this game because if we get to eight and two. Um, Man, that we're already having a heck of a season again, and I, I think Packer fans need to recognize how good this season's been and how good the last two seasons have been under Coach LaFleur. But um, if we can get to 8-2, and two, uh, that is an incredibly uh, impressive feat, is it not? Absolutely. And let's be honest, um, at this point, with the way the Packers have put themselves in position, um, I think we both said they haven't really uh, been playing their best football since that 4-0 start. Uh, in fact, uh, I would say the last five weeks reminds me a lot of, of quite a few games last season where yeah. we were a little bit frustrated, even though we kept winning, so we couldn't really be frustrated. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of how I felt, uh, to be honest with you, the last few weeks. And that was why I was a little bit leery uh, uh, of this week against, I think, probably the best team the Packers have faced, uh, you know, at least in, in several weeks. So, I don't know. We'll see. I think this is going to be a battle, certainly, um, even if the Packers are not able to escape with the win. At this point, uh, suffice it to say, if they can take care of their divisional opponents, they've got two games left against the Bears and another one against the Lions, and uh, they're not going to roll over unless the Packers win those games. But if we go 3-0 and in those games, it doesn't even really matter what we do with any of the other games. 
they're going to be the NFC Division uh, North champions again. So um, not to say that these other games don't matter, um, seeding, et cetera. They're going to try to get as many wins up as they can. Uh, but, um, you know, as push comes to shove, uh, this isn't a game that the Packers uh, have to win in order to uh, keep their uh, playoff and, and Super Bowl aspirations alive. No doubt about it, man. No doubt about it. It's coming up. I, I wish it was a Sunday right now. We're recording on a, on Friday, and I, I let, let's fast forward through the weekend. I want to play some football. Um, Wags, uh, I mean, we always tell folks, follow us on iTunes, and, or download us on iTunes and Google, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter, uh, and please rate us as well. We really enjoy doing this podcast. Absolutely. Dane, we were going to keep this short, and um, I don't know, maybe it's short for us, but <laughs> it, it, time, time goes fast uh, when we get to talking about the Packers. So, uh, folks, thanks so much for listening, uh, and as always, go Pack Go! Go Pack Go!